And we have switched back to the high astro high holly. We did. <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're, it's, it's fluid here. Exactly. Exactly. Intros. Welcome to our Lenormand episode. Lenormand. So exciting to talk about Lenormand because the last time we recorded about intro to Lenormand stuff, both of us were pretty new to Lenormand. Yeah. And now you've created a motherfucking Lenormand deck. Well, that wasn't intentional, but it's fine. <laughs> we actually, we have created one and then we have also created, created a second. <laughs> yeah. Lenormand is here to stay, everyone. Lenormand is here to stay. We will have a later uh, episode about intro to runes where both of us are true novices. But yes, Lenormand is no longer one of those areas for us. It is not. It's so cool. Once we, it's just, just wait, just hold. You're going to, you're going to think like, why the fuck do I need the Lenormand? But you're going to understand why at the end of this episode. The, yeah. Old. The short answer is it's zero bullshit. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> if tarot is being vague, this will be like too vague. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this will just punch you right in the throat and be like, what were you doing? <laughs> exactly. All right. So the history of Lenormand is really fun because it is so much more specifically clear than the history of tarot. Yes. Yes. There is a woman... Named yes. Madame Lenormand, and she is not probably the actual creator of the deck, but yeah. she is the important figurehead behind the deck because the actual creator of the deck, the woman who first published it, claims to have been a student of Madame Lenormand. Hmm. So I think that it's more interesting to talk a little bit more about Madame Lenormand because she was like the celebrity fucking yes. cardamancer of the yeah. 1800s. Like, what would, like, let's consider that a modern, like who would be like the modern celebrity cardamancer person? I don't know if there is one. I mean, do you remember that Netflix uh, documentary about that? Oh, the Spanish guy. Yeah. The astrologer. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Walter Mercado. Oh, yes. Walter Mercado. Yes, yes, yes. So Walter Mercado died in 2019. He's probably like a similarly. Yeah. Famous. Com good sort of Iconic. Yeah. If you look at the history of Madame Lenormand, it's very much like a similar fa infamy. Right. And that's one of the cool things is that she was a really prolific writer and like kind of like spiritual person. Yeah. But all of her writing was more about like self aggrandizing in some ways, which normally would be annoying if that's your primary source. But there are so many primary sources from people who got readings from her. Uh -huh. Right. And right. talk about what the experience was like, what her shop was like, what the, like the things she said to them were like. And I think that that's really, really, really neat because yeah. it's kind of like a way for us to dig into the reality of what her experience and her like, you know, abilities were like. Yeah. And not just like a third hand kind of way. Like these people met her and wrote about it. And that's really neat to me. Like a lot of times with tarot, it's like we run into a lot of mythology and fake lore and really no prime source documents or commentary on stuff. Exactly. And if it is, it's kind of like padded with Madame Lenormand. It's like a lot of these other outside people talking about their experiences with her and things like that. So exactly. Really cool. And it's just, that's such a cool and unique opportunity. Uh, but basically the very first version of the deck was published by Grimaud, which I know I'm mispronouncing and it was 54 cards and it was created by 
Madame Bretou, who claimed to be a student of Lenormand. And so that's kind of like the beginning of the card sequence. Yeah. Lenormand was a card reader. So it's like mm-hmm. worth noting that this, that could be true, but because we know how much fake lore exists in sort of a world where they were trying to like publish and sell more of these decks, it would make sense also that it could be like a licensed product using her <laughs> name. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was based on the Game of Hope, which was an actual card game. Yeah. The, basically, the card game involved all of these sort of everyday symbols, which carry through to Lenormand, where it's everyday yes. symbols rather than, like, necessarily esoteric meanings. They're everyday symbols. And the result of that is that the readings are, like, really, really specific. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the Game of Hope is an actual game that you can play, and there are directions on how to play it, just like with tarot. So yeah. it's really interesting the history of cardomancy, how it like grew out of this sort of like gameplay slash slash gambling sort of like arena yeah. into yeah. A, diviniza- a divinization. Did you hear that? A divination. <laughs> I know what you meant. Divination. <laughs> divination sort of practice. Exactly. And I think that that's kind of also interesting to think about like what else can have that happen with it. Like yeah. you've seen probably like screenshotted Tumblr posts on Instagram <laughs> of oh, people yeah. using like um, cards against humanity for divination oh, right, or whatever. Right, right. So it's, it's like a very long standing tradition to utilize card games of various kinds for, you know, divination readings or spiritual reasons. Totally. And this is kind of an, like maybe a, you know, early version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So it is really different from tarot there. Tarot, though, with that being mm-hmm. said, the only similarities is that they are both cards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they are cards. And. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the original deck had 54 cards. The, cur- the modern deck has only 36. Yes. They do not have a linear structure the way that tarot does. They are mm-hmm. all in order and they all have associations with specific playing cards. And they all have explicitly positive, neutral, or negative meanings. Yes. Um, So all of those things are things that don't exist in tarot. There's no explicitly negative or explicitly positive cards in tarot. Um, It doesn't have the same structure, all of that stuff. So it is totally separate other than the fact that they're both cards. Yeah, that's the only crossover. That They're cards that are used for divination, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. I think what t- kind of like sets it apart as well is that Lenormand is f- really famous for the what they call a grand tableau or mm-hmm. GT, where setting up 36 cards, usually like four rows of nine, and then like the last four cards that are remaining are left over. It's kind of like a line of fate sort of thing. Mm. And like there's ways that you directionally read cards and depending on where the people cards are in this giant spread is kind of like how you can establish like the next few months within a reading or, you know, the next year or something like that. So yeah. I think everyone, when they think of Lenormand, they think of the 36 cards all being laid out on a table and like this big spread, which can feel overwhelming. (laughs) It can feel totally overwhelming. But I think that those are good. Just like we say, like with tarot, the Celtic cross is, you know, good, but a lot of times there's a lot of information. So like, it's totally fine to have a Lenormand practice that you, you know, use smaller spreads, you know, and things like that. And that's where I'm at. I've never done a grand tableau still just because 36 cards feels like so many, but there are a lot of really 
great smaller ways to use it that aren't yeah. quite so intimidating. Right. So as like we're starting to like introduce Lenormand, don't feel like you have to immediately spread out 36 cards in front of you and learn how to read it that right. way. Right. That would you be know. very stressful <laughs> and yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. So, you know, learning the structure of the cards and learning things is, you know, take little bite-sized pieces and just keep swimming, just keep swimming. So. <laughs> exactly. That is totally fine. Yeah. Um. So I guess like just starting with the most basic kind of reading you can do. It is unusual in Lenormand for you to just use one card alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to use kind of one card alone unless you're doing like a yes or no question. And that's when the neutral uh, positive or negative like really is kind of helpful. Uh-huh. So, you know, because like you could be like yes or no. And then if you draw a, you know, a negative card, that means no. And of course you draw a positive card. that means yes. And then like a neutral, of course means maybe or rephrase the question. Yeah. You know, so in that way that is more direct than tarot because with tarot, you can, you can have the star card as a positive and the tower card as a negative, but there are other like with it being an archetype, it makes things more convoluted and cloudy. Right, right. So that's why with Lenormand, with it being so direct, and it's all based on like everyday objects that you see. So there's like, you know, like crossroad or rider, which is a guy riding a horse, or you know, clover. You know, these things are like everyday objects. There's yeah. no like archetypes kind of driving that motivation. It's just basically like clover. Okay, cool, lucky. You know, yeah. Those everyday associations coming back with you know, certain things. So you're not overwhelmed by these like influences that are grand and spiritual. It's just right. like basically. Which is interesting day. when you use it to read for somebody because you're really creating short statements rather than yes. explaining what each card means. You're just like creating short statements. So I think like a good example would be maybe like, like, cause the other part about it is that you always want to ask really specific questions, like even more so than with tarot. So maybe if I yeah. said like, uh, should I go out for lunch today? And right. then I would still pull three cards, even though I'm asking something that seems so basic. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could just pull one, but yeah. I'm going to pull three and I got heart writer and stars. And so my interpretation of that would be like, if you want to, it'll be fun. Go for yeah. it. Maybe yeah. take somebody with you with the writer, like a little <laughs> yeah. visitor with you. Like maybe take somebody with you, go to lunch. And then that's kind of it. Yeah. Or with Ryder, it could be like, or have, you know, something brought to, brought your house to you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but you can see it, like, there's not, it's just kind of like straight. It's just a sentence. Yes, exactly. But I guess we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves because I guess the first component when you're, so there's the one card readings we already talked about. Good for yes, yes. or no answers. If I had just pulled the heart, it uh, the heart is a positive card. So I would have said, yes, I should get lunch yes. rather than making lunch. Yeah. If I wanted to pull two cards, I could use the first card I pull as the subject and uh -huh. the second card as the influence is the wrong word. Modifier? Modifier. Sure. We'll use modifier. <laughs> so then it could be, you know, heart and stars. So yes, I should get lunch because that is luckier for me. Or it's because I want it. That's what I want to be doing. Want. So we'll do yeah. wishes for stars. Yeah. Um, so that's a complete reading in and of itself with just two questions about whether or not I should do lunch. Yeah. If you, as you add more cards, which is usually where I go to just three, using uh -huh. that first card as the subject and the other two as the modifiers is my preference. 
Yeah. Some people pull one, two, three right across without doing one in the center and then one on each side. And that still leaving the first one as the subject and the second two as the modifiers. And that's usually how it works. Yeah. Yeah. You can also, there are people who also like read it narratively from left to right. So like you could like form a sentence of like, what was your first card that you pulled? Was it heart, stars, and then rider? Yeah. So, like, she would love to get her wishes fulfilled and get some delivery. Uh-huh. You know, like, something like that where there's, like, a standard from left to right succinct reading in a row, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, you can do it, like, you can definitely do it like that. Or, like, I sometimes, my preference is activating that center card as the subject and the two flanking cards are the modifiers. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of just like what we talked about shuffling, whatever is your preference. You know, if you prefer like the subject and modifier, or if you prefer, you know, having a sentence build on yeah. top of each other, you know, it's Either kind way of it what you want to do. Yeah. But it's having <coughs> that in mind as you're shuffling, because if you don't decide on your spread beforehand, it gets a lot more convoluted and confusing. Right. And especially because there isn't quite as much room for interpretation that you really have to focus a lot more on your specific question. Yes, exactly. And Lenormand is not something where you would say, tell me about my day necessarily. Right. You would say, you know, what should I know about this meeting I have at noon? That's going to be more helpful. Yeah, because like, especially when you're just doing like two or three cards, it could be, you know, like we've talked about with tarot, it could be like a whole entire encompassing, like there's gonna be a really bad day at work, or if mm -hmm. it could be talking about like one specific small moment. So especially with the Lenormand, be as specific as possible when asking a question. Yeah, and totally. And try not to have it, like, as a closed-end, like, question, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, try, try, or no, open-end. There we go. Try not to have it, like, super right. open-end. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's kind of where the huge distinction with tarot happens, is that with tarot, you want an open-ended question. With yes. Lenormand, it's almost easier to say yes or no. Yeah, or to have it as specific as, you know, with, you know, like, my morning, this is my morning, go. You know, yeah. or this doctor's appointment and go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, tell me about doing like a nine card spread because I've never even done that. So with a box, it's like a nine card box spread. There are several different ways you can do it. I will sometimes do a weekly reading. So like the first third of my week will be that first line. Mm. The middle of my week will be the middle line. And the last of my week will be that third line. Yeah. So sometimes I will, and the center card will either be like the main focus of the reading or the week or like a culminating sort of event. So I, I've done it for like a weekly spread, but also the directional, there are ways that you can directionally read it. So you would read the cross where the top. So in the nine card spread, you'll have the center card, mm -hmm. which for me, I would usually put my signifier there. As which is person. also a really good point. That is something right. that happens in, t in Lenormand a lot too, where right. there are two cards that are usually called man and woman and our wildly tarot deck. We call them querent and partner because yes. that's usually how they're meant to be read. But yes. basically you can select your identifier card and then read around it. So if I yes. had a question like, what is up with Nathan? I could select the partner card and then pull out modifiers for him. Yes. And yes. read it as Nathan is having this experience. Exactly. Yeah. So, so unlike tarot, where sometimes people have ethical issues reading about someone else. 
Yeah. Lenormand doesn't care. Right. Lenormand exactly. gives no fucks. And it, since there fine. are those like person and a lot of modern Lenormand decks also have like multiple options for people yes. cards. So you can have something like like you, Esther, and Nathan are probably the two people that are interacting with me most in my life. Like, especially uh-huh. from like a kind of like professional slash day-to-day perspective. Right. So I can have in my deck a card representing you and a card representing Nathan. Yes. And then for the in that case, it'll always be clear how to like differentiate what I'm specifically trying to get a message. Exactly. About. Yeah. Cause sometimes um like partner or different can mean a different person, like a boss or something like that. Yeah. So totally. Modern day with them having like especially I think of like Monsters of the Norman by Jess Roller. Mon- yeah. Best example of that. That has I like eight different cards maybe yeah, like for yeah. other people. So I could select specific cards for bosses or friends or husbands, you know, husbands and plural. Yeah. <laughs> you have something you, know, you need to say? <laughs> um, but for a, not for a box spread with nine cards, I'll put myself in the middle. Yeah. And then whatever card is directly above me, that center top card is the influence of my week or the influence of the situation. Oh, fun. That's like pouring on top of me. Like something that's <laughs> like, hopefully, hopefully it's not something burdensome, like the mountain card where mountains, like a struggle. It's a burden. It's like something hard to overcome. Hopefully really something, you know, into. like stars or, you know, clover was nice and lucky for my a bouquet. Week. Yeah, bouquet. Um, The bottom card is kind of your foundation. So you want something good like anchor. If again, if it's something like fox or whip, it's going to be like a hard week for you. Yeah. And then kind of depending on the cross, um, it will be like, you know, like your week is going to be like this. Esther, da, 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 da. Um, and then again, you'll read kind of diagonals and things like that. So there's like, it's a multiple step situation when you get to nine cards. Because yeah. You because you're going horizontally, vertically, and diagonally, and each of those things has its own separate meaning. Right, but at the same time, they are all supportive of each other. So it's so it's basically like adding spices to a like your chili. You have the foundation of your chili. You have like the main ingredients, but then there are these little things that kind of you sprinkle in to make the chili you know, more in, like enhance it a bit more, the mm-hmm. flavoring and things like that. And that's sort of what the other cards do around it. And there are tutorials and steps that kind of like will lead you through um, like the specific diagonal, like which way to read diagonally and things like that. But it's, it's just one of those things kind of like you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And in that process of doing it, you get used to reading those nine cards. I was together. almost thinking that maybe we should do a sample reading just because the meanings are so different. And also the structure for a reading is so different. Yeah. Would we want to do a nine card then? Is that scary? Too sc- I've never done one before. Should I be brave? Well, we could try it together and see what happens. All right. Might as well. All right. Let me find my querent card. Yeah. Find your querent card. And what kind of thing would we read for with a box spread for you? The best part about next week. Okay. Best part about next week. Or is it more like I should just be doing the vibe for next week because it's a nine card spread and then the different um, interpretations I, will help. I, with the... I think that the best part of like, what will be the best part of next week? Just okay. asking that. What will be the next par- best part of next week? And do I just do three just right across? And then so I do it as you immediately do a cross around your person. Okay. And then so you fill one in on those each. squares. Okay. Yeah, so, then the corners. so left, top, right, bottom and then all the corners like a compass yes left top oh 
Uh, uh, right. And bottom and then the corner is just from the upper right yes, upper left. left and then right and then bot like yeah just go around the circle again okay left right okay so i got but like looking first what's immediately above and below you crossroad and birds okay Fantastic. so so crossroads is usually something like decisions that need to be made uh-huh like, something that needs to happen birds is stress anxiety Typically for me it's stress anxiety so you're going to be making like the best part of your week is deciding something about your anxiety or coming through with like some sort of decision about resolving anxiety okay and so you're saying about so it's not going to be a decision that's causing anxiety it's going to be no a because this about the, remember, remember this the question is the best part about your week yeah oh that's so true. is the best part about your week your anxiety so- <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> so, to me, the best part about your week is so is we have deciding something deciding about, about your anxiety. Yes. Okay. So, what is the card directly to your to your left and then to your right? Stork and house. Okay. So, do you stork think we're gonna means, move? <laughs> I, so, stork means that something will be like something new will come to you. Uh huh. And house is. Not necessarily about specifically your house itself, but your household. And surroundings. Surrounding your household. And this is specifically, like, about the situation. This is not an influence over you or a foundation under you. This is specifically about the situation. So a new something new is coming. Like, a new beginning, a new something mm-hmm. is... Because Stork brings you something. Remember, that's what kind of, like, Stork moves. I'm not trying to, like, tear terrorize this i'm just trying to terrorize this yeah (laughs) you know so stork is like new beginning something new Uh uh-huh and then house is like your your physical home life or kind of like what you've created for yourself at home if it makes sense like Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like specifically your house building itself but something new will come to holly about home okay that will kind of resolve anxiety, Some anxiety. and stress mm-hmm. uh, decisions about anxiety. So then you're stress. putting, so as you add stuff, you keep putting it at the front of a statement that includes the other sets yes. of readings that you're right. doing. Because like, because again, it's, it's building on top of each other. And I know some people would be bad at me for my loosey goosey interpretations or storky worky interpretations, <laughs> but, but like you, you just can't specifically like new beginning, house you're gonna get a new you know maybe you will get a new house that will resolve some anxieties that and decisions and stuff about your house but with us talking about foundations and influences over you specifically that to me is not necessarily strictly over if it was over house yes does that make sense if what were over house if if um what was the first was first card over you stork oh crossroad if crossword was over house specifically, it would be a, a decision about your house. So what does it mean that snake is directly above house? <laughs> snake is my only negative card in the whole reading. Okay. So let's read next from the top left corner to the bottom right corner. Top okay. left. What's the top left card? Ring. Ring. Which is like contracts. Commitments. Con- contracts. Queerance, then there's Holly. Then yeah. Then moon. Okay. So there's going to be... So contracts and then moon has to usually do about your work and your job and the kind of like fame 
you get. Now, this could be like your specific job at work. It could be your podcast work mm. that resolves, I mean, it resolves less anxiety because we're doing this podcast all this right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I'm> just... <laughs> That's the best part of it. That's the best part of the week is that we're not recording next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We actually can focus on our work it, jobs. Or other stuff. But that's what, you know, so the commitment, so your commitments, the commitments of Holly. Uh-huh are bringing you are kind of like putting you in the spotlight in the spotlight like thrusting you to that spotlight it's just interesting because all of this will relate back to this like lessening of anxiety and i think that that's where having nine cards feels like so overwhelming right it's just a it's just feels like so much it's so much okay so then we're only halfway done (laughs) no no we're almost done because you don't read them all linearly you kind of like read them directionally okay okay. so what's the from going from the bottom this is the last step going from bottom left to top right what are the cards letter and snake okay so letter holly snake you're going to be getting information or something about a situation that's not been good and that will kind of alleviate anxiety okay. does that make sense yeah because like, that does that center line is still like that um what is it called that like the best part of your week is relieving that stress that right so stress. then the snake can't just be that something negative is happening, is it, happening it has at, to be that something is being resolved, being resolved. yes because it's the best part which is why the question asking process is so important because that's how you keep in mind that it isn't just like, it's how you kind of maintain a sense of control over what's going on in the reading. Exactly. You're always kind of pivoting back to that point. And we're unlike tarot where sometimes when you start getting things, you start getting those intuitive hits. Yeah. Your you question can kind direction. of morph. Yeah. It makes any sense. Like we've mm-hmm. done that, you know, before plenty of times we're like, okay, well this came out. Well, let's change directions this way with Lenormand. You always pivot back to that initial question. Cool. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. Like, I have a feeling it's gonna, it's about the podcast not recording anymore. <laughs> like not, <laughs> not anymore recording anymore. this week. Yeah. Not recording this week. So maybe communication, something that's been kind of like, let's pull cards for snake then. Oh yeah. Good What's idea. That snake. So then I would take everything back, but leave snake up. Or you can just leave everything there and just pull two additional cards about snake. Okay. Let's pull two additional cards about snake. And snake will be like the subject, and then these two other cards will be modifying it. Okay, mountain and bouquet. Okay, so it's a so mountain is like a block that's been happening, and bouquet mm-hmm. is a gift. So it'll be kind of like to me, it's so snake is this um, warning. But yeah, it's it's kind of there is like this annoying thing, and then. <laughs> You like how I just was like, eh, snake's annoying. Yeah. Um, you and then queen with, of the snakes. Snakes yeah, is this annoying thing. Annoying thing. And then <laughs> it being flanked by like a, not necessarily, yeah, a burden or obstacle and then joyfulness. So it seems like there will be a burden that's going to be like lifted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which makes more sense with the setting of having it be with letter. Yeah. Like there's going to be some news that lifts some burden or some yeah. blockage. Yeah. And that maybe got a warning about something, something. And then now it's not going to be there a big anymore. deal anymore. A big I, deal. I wonder. Well, thank you. That'll be really yeah. interesting. I have no idea what this news could be. The but best else part of your week. Makes... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you want to do one too? Or do you feel like it's opening up uh, a can of worms that you don't want? 
don't, I, I don't, I like, I just feel it'll be, it'll just be like stress, anxiety, all the stuff. I know. The, the, all the stuff that prompts doing tarot summer school is the stuff yeah. that's going to be popping up for us. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Exactly. But that's how you like start to work up to like a nine card spread. And then you could do, you know, you just kind of start small with two cards because two cards yeah. is manageable. Three cards is usually my favorite because, like, sometimes two cards isn't enough information because we're dealing with symbols and everyday items yeah, and objects. Yeah, um, So usually three cards is my favorite. And then you can do, like, a five-card spread, like, linear spread, like, all in a row. And then go do nine cards. And there will be resources in our show notes for, like, specific Way like things to spread and how to like do the spreads itself. So, yeah. So just as an example, I pulled three cards for the best part of my week and I got the okay. tree modified by writer and ring. So it does feel like the, the best part is going to be like change based on good news about yeah. of like partnership or contract. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's just that we're getting paid for our last advance. Oh, hey, next week. That's gonna be- <laughs> We're free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our last advance. Hooray. That's, that, yeah, that's sort of stress and anxiety that's that's been about getting our last payments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, not that there has been any stress or no. anxiety, but we are ready for them. Yes, we are. We can always waited. use a little bit of cash. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think some Lenormand teachers, V has some classes about Lenormand and beginner Lenormand oh, readings. Neat. Red light readings. She calls herself the Terra BFF, but she's very like skilled in Lenormand. Oh, cool. Also, our friend of the podcast, Jamie, she has an amazing Lenormand deck. Yeah. And expanding on classes and other things like that. So definitely like follow her because she integrates Lenormand and Tarot a lot. So seeing those sorts of playing together is really fun. And especially if you're kind of, especially if you're new to Lenormand, Having those like th- things that are familiar, like tarot, play with Lenormand helps enhance both. how you see both of them. Yeah, so totally. that's really cool. That's super cool. And then the card geek is also the person who we first took classes from for Lenormand, and they have lots of YouTube videos and how to to do spreads, like step by step stuff. Yeah, and that's really cool. Um, and like just as a just as a personal note, like I did not do a full grand tableau spread until like probably more like successfully more than a year after I started reading Lenormand. I would lay one out and it would still be confusing and I would not guilt myself. So I'd be like, okay, not today. <laughs> Releasing you know. the pressure of right. having to do anything with it. Because it's a, because it is a lot of cards and there are a lot of things to consider and it can well, be And also as you can see, like when you pull cards, since they are so blunt, it can feel really like negative almost. Not negative, yeah. but like you can get really hung up on the only negative card. Like we have one right. snake. So the whole entire spread is like, well, what's that oh, snake what about? Snake? Right, exactly. exactly. Right. Right. Well, what's a snake? Who who's gonna betray me? You know, it's sort of Yeah. <laughs> sort of who's like gonna feeling? betray me. I mean, seriously. I that's what the snake makes you feel, even though that's not even right. necessarily fair. Right, exactly. Um, you can, you can also, I have successfully found objects using Lenormand. Yeah, that's true. So talk a little bit more about that. 
So uh, I haven't found my wedding ring yet, which is bug of the that fuck out of me. That's like gone. the only thing that's gone still. It's in the house. I keep being reassured that it's still in the house by Lenormand. Every time I read it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just home. in your dog. Sorry. It's somewhere. It's just in your dog. <laughs> in my side, my dog. Um, but yeah, so I think I think one of my most memorable ones was um, I lost my wallet and I was like, where the fuck is my wallet? And um, so I asked Lenormand and I pulled out dog and house. And so then I looked in the dog house and my wallet was there, <laughs> you know, you know, so it can be very specific. If you th- pull something like stars, it could be like, you know, up high somewhere. Mm-hmm. So um, also Raina George, she made it a Lenormand deck that has extra cards in there, like signifying spirit, signifying like your bed, your sexuality, yeah, you know, other things like that. So I really like her deck as a beginner deck. Yeah, and we've talked we talked about this a little bit. Of the I like in a and maybe there was the interview with Thomas from Hermit's Mirror, but yeah, like our friend Claire did a Lenoracle, which is half Lenormand, half Oracle, and that's like uh-huh. something that's happening more and more because since there are only thirty six cards, it's so easy to add additional cards to make them more specifically about you. Right. So explore different Lenormand decks to see like which ones have the specific cards that you're after is a really good idea. Yeah. And Irena George also wrote like the, the, the guide to essential Lenormand and it's really amazing. I will say that there are lots of meanings, so you could, can get overwhelmed sometimes just like when you're beginner tarot <laughs> reading or yeah. reader, and you're like, wait, what does this specific card Hold mean? on. Yeah, exactly. But you have to just play around and kind of get to understand the cards to be able to know like, Oh, Fox means my job or fox means something deceptive is going on yeah um so yeah it and and unlike tarot lenormand does have a little crossover so like stork can mean begin new beginning child can mean something new something innocent oh i see what you're saying yeah totally so there are things where there is a bit of a crossover so that's why building your own personal relationship with the card and where exactly when stork means like something new is coming to you or, you know, contrast it with something else where it means like a new thing that you're starting, kind of like the Ace of Pentacles sort of yeah. thing that makes any sense. Another cool thing that kind of goes along with what you're saying about developing your own relationship with the terror, with the Lenormand cards is that so many Lenormand cards, because it's just one symbol needed for each card, have tons of negative space. Yeah. So like the very, I guess it was probably the second Lenormand deck we reviewed on the podcast, maybe Lenormand. Mm-hmm. I used that Lenormand deck to write my favorite definitions of each of the yes. cards onto the cards themselves in Sharpie because that helped me kind of develop my relationship with all the meanings. And there is all that negative space. So like, although I would prefer if everyone bought the wildly Lenormand deck, those yeah. are stagnant, like descriptors. Right, uh, right. And so, which is super helpful when you're trying to do it, but maybe as you feel like you're developing more of a relationship with the cards, you disagree with what we put on something, getting another Lenormand card and writing on it would be completely acceptable and easy because there's so much negative space on all of those cards. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, it's, don't let anyone else kind of define your meaning, just like with tarot, figure it out, you know, and go with your gut instinct because Lenormand is very like immediately guttural. Yeah. Sense. It's very totally. different from tarot. Tarot is more intuitive and kind of feeling it. Lenormand is that like gut. Yeah. The punch. gut punch. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. And kind of going with that. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
While our deck has been out for a while, um, the cool thing about it is that it is all these beautiful, like, sagey green and gray tones. And we have each of the cards represented in a color that indicates whether it's a... A uh, positive, a neutral positive, a neutral, a neutral negative, or a negative card. So when you're yep. really, really brand new, you can kind of use that and accept those gut punches of intuition that pop up yep. of like what specific things mean and what you're trying to do with them. Um, and there are so many cool Lenormand decks that are coming out just because it is such an interesting and really like unique way of reading cards because it, everything is so immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if you have never tried it before, just start with sort of basic stuff so you don't get super overwhelmed. Like I, you know, something like, you know, how can I stop my dog from barking all the time or whatever? Those <laughs> right, are like totally right. fine. Like you're just going for quick, quick questions. Oh, also I pulled for where your wedding ring oh. is just now okay. and I got partner house and anchor. So have you checked in his heaviest pair of shoes, maybe? <laughs> what would anchor be in relation to home and space? Or I just need to, like, depend on him and, like, ask him, hey, we're going to buy a new wedding ring. Can you just do Yeah, that, well, that was the other, the second thing that I was getting is that it doesn't matter that your wedding ring right. is lost because you have the partner. Like, partner came up. I didn't select uh-huh. that. Okay. So maybe the key is actually just to remember that you have the stability and the like establishment with him. You don't need the wedding ring. I mean, that's the second, that's the second second thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just really interesting. It's like, where is it? It's nowhere. It's with your, it's your partner. The partner is your wedding ring. That's what's so strange. Maybe, (laughs) maybe. Although it was such a cool ring. I know it was. Well, I mean, I'm just going to have that. I was thinking about that today. I was like, you know what? We already, we know the jeweler. We'll just have him, you make another one. I'm sure he'll make it. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, but you could even ask, will Esther ever find her original wedding ring? Oh, yes or no. Let's go. I mean, first of all, you got crossroads and it's a neutral. (laughs) It's like, maybe when you see, I keep getting crossroads. I'm like, what? Where in my house is a crossroads? Yeah, that's what I just got, too. I think that that's asking you to find an alternative. Alternative to the original wedding ring. That's funny that you got crossroads a bunch and I just got crossroads for it, too. Yeah, I, I always get I've gotten sun a lot. I've gotten crossroads. I've gotten a house a lot. So I'm like, I know it's here. Yeah. It's basically when you decide to move, you'll find it. Is like, what yeah, probably. Of. Or it'll be gone forever. <laughs> I'm just glad that it isn't still showing up as the dog ate it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I don't think, th- I think she may have like stolen it and done something with it, but I don't think she ate it. Cause I like that. You don't even think that it could have been Doongie. You're perfect. No. perfect boy. Of no, course no, no. it has to be your little yeah, whirling dervish. To. Yeah. It's her. She's the only one who really cares about that sort of thing. Do you wouldn't care about a ring. She would be like, Ooh, look at this play thing. I like this play no, thing. This yeah. is a mine and I'm having <laughs> exactly. so much fun with it. <laughs> yeah, that's her. So that's Lenormand. Yeah, Norman. that's Lenormand. We know more this time around, but I think we applied it more this time around than actually like just spit it, spouting out facts, if that makes any sense. Yeah, probably. So. And it's just like a real, I mean, it's just a really cool thing to kind of get into. So if you're thinking about it, pick up a Lenormand If deck. you're st- like, what I find is if your style isn't tarot, if tarot's kind of coming more difficult to you, pick up Lenormand. Yeah. Like I know for my sister, especially when she was in grad school and she was like, like not really that interested in like, 
unclear things because she just right. needed answers immediately. Yeah. Lenormand was really perfect for that because you can just get an immediate answer. You don't have to like wade through all potential whatevers. You can just like go with a specific thing right away. Yeah. Which is neat. Yeah. But you can find our Wildly Lenormand deck for the low, low price of $20. I mean, really, you can't beat it. Yeah. And also more information about Lenormand and all of our resources on wildlytarot.com. Woohoo! And we don't have a Lenormand certification, so you can just get our tarot certification on our Redbubble shop. Um, but don't forget to rate and review us. We really appreciate it. And also, if you would like to get more into Lenormand or ask for some assistance with Lenormand, our Facebook group is available for there's so many great helpers in there. It's just Wildly totally. Tarot on Facebook. You can just search for it there. Um, our Discord also has a Lenormand sub page. So if you want to get help there, that's a great idea. And yeah. we just love you all so much. We do. So go forth and tarot wildly. Yeah, go forth and tarot wildly. Happy, happy week three of summer camp. Summer camp. <laughs>